Welcome to the Spirited Advocate Podcast, brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, the leading voice for the distilled spirits industry. Now your host, Chris Wonger. Hi, everyone, and happy holidays. Uh, We got a very, very special guest today. Uh, We're here with Ann Mukherjee, who is the chairman and CEO of Pernod Ricard North America. Uh, Anne's been in her role just about a year now, and we're already seeing the effects of her leadership, uh, not only in the marketplace, but in a whole variety of ways. So Anne, thank you for joining uh, the Spirited Advocate podcast. It's a real privilege to have you with us. The honor is completely mine, Chris. It's great to be with you. And you've had such a storied career with Kraft and PepsiCo and SC Johnson and so forth on, you know, really focusing on marketing for brands in the consumer space. What made you interested in uh, the distilled spirits industry? And how did you get here? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Of course. You know, it's it's interesting how I got here. Um, you know, as you said, I've been in CPG all my life. And, you know, the reason I love doing what I do is I love human connection. I love trying to figure out what makes people tick. I love persuading people. And uh, that's always driven me in everything that I've done. And about uh, a little over a year ago, believe it or not, I was sitting in the south of France. Uh, One of the benefits of being at SC Johnson is you get to spend a week at their villa Um, and it was a great perk, um, you know, and it's, uh, in a beautiful place, uh, St. Jacques, uh, Cap de Fora, and it's, um, looking over the Mediterranean and I get this phone call and, uh, from someone I know, a recruiter. And he says, you know, you've been on a short list. You didn't know about it. This company called Pernod Ricard. I was like, wow. Um, you know, of course knew the company, the brands are amazing. Told my husband. And here is where it really matters. So when we moved into our house, uh, we had over 400 boxes, a different problem. But yeah. 100 of those boxes, minimally, was of our barware and our spirits. Nice. My husband and I love <laughs> this category and industry. And my husband said to me, yes, you are going to interview. And if you mess it up, I will interview for you. No option. No option. No option. Um, and it, it somehow it was just meant to be. And it's been an incredible ride. What an incredible company, an incredible industry. I really feel very privileged to be here. No doubt about it. Transition into the distilled spirits industry comes with you know, unique obligations considering, you know, the the brands that we market and sell from uh, how we market and sell the product at high responsibility standards and so forth. Uh, What's been the funnest aspect? Obviously, you started maybe a couple of months before the freaking pandemic joined us, obviously, and that must have brought a lot of different challenges. But uh, what's your philosophy uh, working for uh, the distilled spirits industry and working with a great company like Pernod Ricard in terms of responsibility and the importance of that? Yeah, I mean, look, first and foremost, right, um, I have people in our company that I have to worry about. We have a business that we have to worry about. Um, And I think more importantly, I've learned in this role, it's not just about return on investment that matters. It's about return on responsibility. And it's something that I take really, really seriously, because it's not just about winning share in the market. It's about 
winning share of the future? And how do you want that future to be? And, you know, coming into this role, um, you know, I've been, because of the pandemic, for different reasons, um, even my own personal history. Um, as some of you may know, my, my own mother was killed by a drunk driver. Um, and so, you know, I know the effects of what irresponsibility is. And so coming into this role, you know, whether it's, you know, what we did with Absolute and, and the Sex Responsibly yeah. campaign, you know, as soon as the pandemic hit, you know, our organization um, creating hand sanitizers for the U.S. government, um, you know, I can go on. The list is long. Um, what we're trying to do in terms of stopping, you know, um, hate on social media platforms, yep. right? So it's about not just what you do, but how you do it. Um, and taking real responsibility that, you know, we have an incredible, incredible uh, industry that we work in, but it's our responsibility to make sure that it's safe. And um, it's, it's been, it's been quite a learning for me. Yeah. Have you, uh, when you, when you came on at, did you see firsthand really the industries it's part of the DNA of the industry of, of high responsibility standards and that the industry recognizes it's it has a, a positive role uh, to play in terms of responsibility? Very much so. And this is why I love Discus, um, because I think um, as an industry, as we've come together, Chris, your leadership, um, I think this is something that the industry said, you know what, no matter what, we may be competitors at the end of the day, but we have a responsibility together to keep this a very safe uh, industry and remarkable, just remarkable work has been done. And I think we have more work to do and there's a great agenda ahead of us, but it's, you know, I've worked in many industries um, and to see this industry come together uh, for us to work together as a part of Discus, it's um, very, very rewarding and it makes me feel really good about what I do. Yeah, and Pernod Ricard, you've mentioned a couple of the campaigns that you launched on Valentine's Day this past year. Y'all launched the uh, the Absolute uh, Sex Responsibly campaign. And then, as you also mentioned, uh, uh, Pernod Ricard is on point and leading an effort to, to really get after bullying on social media, which is just an emerging, you know, challenge uh, across the world, really. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about, uh, and certainly the leadership Pernod Ricard displayed uh, with hand sanitizer and the great work by the team down in Fort Smith and so forth. Could you t tell us a little bit about what that does for brand building creating brands that people want to talk about, but also creating brands that really contribute to the, the positive narrative uh, out there in, in social media world and just in, in the public. Absolutely. You know, it starts with the fact of who we are as Pernod Ricard. You know, we, we, our very core uh, mission is this notion of conviviality and, you know, believing in the power of human connection and respecting people, um, bringing together people with differences. Um, and, our, and our brands and our products do a wonderful job of doing that. So it's at the root of what we do. At the root of what we do also is how we operate our company, which is very entrepreneurial, very, um, you know, the spirit of, of unleashing people's ingenuity is something very important to us. And you kind of take that across the initiatives, you know, and, you know, let me start with the hand sanitizer. You know, it was March 16th, um, you know, and our and our head of, uh, you know, public affairs, Tara, who you know, Tara Engel, and, oh, yeah. um, you know, our head of Fort Smith uh, Manufacturing, um, 
um, uh, Melissa Hainsworth, you know, came to me. This is, you know, their idea. And they said, Ann, I think we've got enough extra capacity to start producing hand sanitizers. We want to go and talk, you know, to, to Peter Navarro and the Trump administration to figure out if we can go do this. I'm like, go. You know, and within 72 hours, we had gotten through three regulatory bodies to be producing on that Friday. We have since, we have still not turned off production. We continue to produce. Um, we give that all free of cost um, to the government. FEMA decides wh where it needs to go, what first responders. But here's the thing that it did for our organization. It, it really helped them feel that they weren't just coming to work every day in the middle of this pandemic because we were selling just our products. We were helping America get through the pandemic. And what that did for our employees, what that did for the spirit of our company, I, it's, I can't even describe. So that, that's where a lot of that entrepreneurship spirit came from. That's an example of it. Well, it was pretty amazing because you you did. Y'all partnered with FEMA to get product shipped from Fort Smith all the way up to New York to provide hand sanitizer to the hospitals. And if everybody recalls during that time, it was such an anxious time uh, for the state of New York, the city of New York City and so forth. It, it was really remarkable. Yeah, and it was, you know, and, 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 you know, think about even the NYPD, right? They're going out, they're, they're trying to keep our people safe. Um, you know, and even they didn't have hand sanitizers to do that. Can you believe that? And so, you know, and that, and, and since we have distilleries all over the country, you know, you know, down here in, 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 uh, you know, um, Fort Lone Worth, we have our PX yeah. distillery. And so it allowed us to kind of network across America and FEMA decided where it needed the most. And so, you know, it was a great partnership. And, um, you know, that leads to kind of our other spirit, which is about people bringing people together. You know, Alex Ricard, our global chairman, made a really great observation. He said, we coined this phrase social distancing. We should have really said physical distancing because now more than ever, we still need to safely socially connect. Absolutely. Right. And, and you think about what's the best medium to do that. It's social media. Yep. But here we are, just like the environment, just like the planet Earth, we're seeing pollution. That social hate is polluting our social world. And so who is fueling that? So all of us were faced with the boycott in the middle of the summer, and that's fine. But what happens the day after the boycott? And so we, the advertisers, we're the ones who are funding these social media platforms and we have to stop pointing fingers and say, it's just their problem. It is our problem. And so we created this open source technology. Our, our CMO, Pam Forbes, later on the first week of the job, she said, why aren't we using crowdsourcing to be able to see where social hate is and report it in a way that's easy, just like it reinvented GPS with Waze, we can do the same thing with social hate. So we did. We invested, created this open source technology that anyone could adopt uh, across the industry from social media platforms to ourselves. Um, individuals. And individuals. Yeah. And we made it easy for people to report across platforms on top of what the social media platforms were doing themselves. It was complimentary. But we were also endorsed by both the ANA as well as GARM, which is the Global Alliance for Responsible Media. And here's the thing. They're the ones working with the social media platforms to decide what hate is. So it isn't us arbitrating hate. That's already been established. Sure. We're just creating the tools for that transparency. So again, 
it's an investment we made. We want this to be open sourced. We don't own anything. We don't want to own anything. We want everyone to participate. Absolutely. And it, it's such a great need because uh, uh, sometimes, I mean, we've seen direct evidence of how social media could be used for the negative and just to get after it. So a great thank you to you and Pernod Ricard's leadership. And I know uh, having had the opportunity to spend time with Alex, he's very invested in it as well. Uh, switching gears to the distilled spirits industry, the marketplace has changed dramatically as a result of the uh, pandemic and uh, from issues like cocktails to go to e-commerce and all of the above. Uh, what's your view on the distilled spirits marketplace in, in the future? Obviously, we've got a vaccine coming, fingers crossed, and the rollout of that be good. And, you know, some are projecting that we may get back to normal, maybe around May 2021. Uh, but uh, give us your views and your hopes for Pernod Ricard North America for the marketplace and the great brands that you have and the distilled spirits marketplace, because uh, the, the marketplace has changed dramatically just in short nine months. It really has. And, you know, everyone talks about the new normal um, and now people are coining it as the now normal, like it's here. And, you know, I think there were trends that were happening pre-COVID that just accelerated. Um, you talked about two of them. Um, E-commerce is huge. And I think consumers and shoppers have figured out, you know what? This is a really cool, convenient way of getting my favorite brands. So this notion of e-commerce, this notion of digitizing the industry, that's not going away. As a matter of fact, it's going to accelerate even post-COVID. So that is here to stay. And this notion of, of helping people be more convenient um, in terms of how they get their favorite brands, how they make their favorite brands into cocktails, all of that is just, it's not going to go away. We've opened up kind of the aperture of how people enjoy our category. So being able to work together to figure out how to facilitate that, you know, me coming into this industry from a CPG world, I saw far more advancement in this kind of digital e-commerce space than mm -hmm. what I saw in this industry. And now this industry is catching up and it can do very, very cool things. So I think that is definitely not going away. I think the other thing is, um, and to your point, God's, you know, to your lips, to God's ears, you know, I'm hoping by May we are back to normal, right? And I think helping um, our restaurant and bar industry recover back to, again, our role of responsibility for the future, how do we enable that? And I think people are, consumers are going to go back to those types of restaurants and bars. And they're, they're going to want maybe different experiences. They might want to interact with brands very differently because they've been enjoying it at home. And so there's going to be new expectations. And I think how we help this industry recover um, as a spirits industry is going to be really important because Without them, we are nobody. Absolutely. And we've partnered with the U.S. Bartenders Guild. If you can, you can just imagine what a challenging time it's been for them over the last nine months. And obviously, as we've got a kick up of, of COVID again, as we enter into the winter months, you know, the challenges for our on-premise partners are only going to be greater, at least over the next couple of months until, until the vaccine rolls out. Let me ask you that the the distilled spirits industry, uh, uh, I think, you know, with the events over the last four or five months and the social unrest, 
you know, there's a recognition that the distilled spirits industry really needs to grab on to the diversity and equity and inclusion platform. And, and you are unique. I'm sure you, you recognize this because uh, uh, a woman of color, right? This industry has really been dominated historically uh, by, by males. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the Pernod Ricard diversity platform and, and the opportunities that, that exist for the industry to, uh, to, to do better and be greater on the diversity side of things. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, when you join a company, you join a company because that company's values mirror your own. And, you know, another thing that I love about Pernod Ricard is its approach to diversity. They call it better balance, which I love. Yeah. Because this isn't about, oh, we just need, you know, more women or we just need, you know, less men. No, it's about let's balance diversity in a way that reflects the society and consumer base we serve. And so it's about opening up to all points of diversity. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, and what's it like to be a woman and, and, and try to, you know, build your career. There have been many boardrooms that I've sat in that I'm the only woman, let alone the only person of yeah. color. But you know what? I've learned a lot from that. I, there are perspectives that I would have never gotten had I not been in those situations. And I've always found it's not the stimulus, it's the response. And so now what that has allowed me to do as a leader in a company that believes in better balance is we've really um, accelerated what we're doing in terms of how we bring better balance to Pernod Ricard. You know, Chris, when, when Black Lives Matter hit, um, it, it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming for me personally and for my own children because we are people of color. And the first thing that I did, I actually canceled my meetings for over a week and I went on a listening tour of my entire company. I talked to employee groups. I talked to different groups of diversity. And I got to tell you, Chris, not one conversation didn't end in tears. I mean, there's a lot of pain out there about this issue and what people are facing every day on the jobs. And a lot of that stems not because people are ill or bad intentioned. It's that unconscious bias, right? And when you're the recipient of that unconscious bias, you know, which I've faced most of my life, while I understand it, it is still painful. So it's really helped myself and my leadership team and the company think really differently and accelerate a lot of our efforts around our Better Balance initiatives. Absolutely. I love the term better balance because that's really what what, what diversity brings, right? A better balance of views and perspectives and so forth. Uh, and from the time that, that that we've had the opportunity to spend together, together uh, you are uh, unique because you're a CEO that seems to be very politically engaged and you understand the importance of engaging in the political process, building relationships with key members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about that and why that's important, certainly in your role as an American citizen, but in addition to that is your role as the chairman and CEO of Pernod Ricard North America as well? Of course. I mean, we all face the fact that we uh, we're the most unique country in the world when it comes to regulation in this industry. Uh, We have more regulatory laws, state level, sometimes even a county level. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a labyrinth um, to navigate. So that's number one. Right. And in that context, you know, we are a French based company. 
And uh, but a French based company that is very committed to the U.S. business, to the U.S. economy um, and to the U.S. society. And so, you know, if I am going to be a good steward of the U.S. business here, um, we all know that we live in a society where people are beginning to say government is important, but not sufficient. Corporations have a huge responsibility as well. So our ability to partner with our government, how do we make what we do? We have a responsibility because we have people in this country that are, you know, experiencing our brands that love what we do. Well, I have a responsibility back to this country. And so whether it's continuing to build more jobs in this country, doing things in responsible ways in this country, whatever you call it, we have an obligation to work side by side with our government to really create a safer, better place that really takes the economy of this country further. You can't do that sitting on the sideline. You got to talk to government. You got to have relationships with them. You got to know what's on their mind. You have to do it at a federal level. You got to do it at a state level. You got to do it at a local level. And, and they need to know that we are partners there with them because we have the same mission. No doubt. I mean, of course, I would say this, uh, having the, 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 the fortunate opportunity to run discus, but uh, engagement with government, it's a, it's a team sport and all employees of all of our member companies from the leadership. So thank you for uh, your commitment to that because that is uh, critically important. You know, as you know, our industry has a whole host of challenges, whether it's the tariffs between the dispute between the EU and the US, uh, we've got the Craft Beverage Modernization Tax Reform Act, we've got other tax uh, related issues, and of course, market access issues as we navigate all of that. And uh, of course, Discus and Responsibility.org both really appreciate uh, the leadership and investment and commitment uh, for, from Pernod Ricard. What do you see about the marketplace in the coming years? Do you have high hopes that the, you know over the last 10 to 15 years, Spirits has gained market share from our friends at beer and wine and, and really consumers have gravitated to the cocktail culture and so forth. Uh, do, you, do you have high hopes for the marketplace and opportunities for Pernod Ricard in the coming years? I do. I really do. And, and, I, and I think that's stemming from the fact that at the heart of it, um, again, back to human connections, what a cocktail does, what you know, distilled spirits does, is it creates everything, not just to a drink, but to ambiance, to celebration. And this need for emotional connection is only going to rise, not fall. We living in times of massive stress, we're living in times of people being away from each other and being able to connect and connect in a way that's meaningful. You know, we are, we are right there with food. Food is about experiencing the sensorial part of life. It's about sharing. That is what we provide as distilled spirits. And that's why I think we will always have a leg up in terms of our growth projections and what we give back to our consumers. And I don't think that's stopping anytime in the near future. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And 
you know, when the world gets back to normal, hopefully in the coming months, I mean, it's just going to be an exciting time for people coming together at a bar and not be worried, not worried about uh, having to keep a face mask on and all of the above. And the Pernod Ricard brands are just awesome from Kahlua to Absolute to Jameson's. I have to tell you, I was on a, uh, 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 a podcast last week uh, called Liquor Lab uh, that the Discus team hosts. And I had a Jameson's uh, uh, included in a drink called the Penicillin made by a great bartender up in New York. And yes. it was... It was prime time. Good. Of course, I was sitting in my living room at home in the evening, but I uh, had a had a great great time. I have so, to. Can I, Chris? Can I share one thing with you before yeah. COVID hit? You know, one of the best things that I loved was going from bar to bar to bar just to understand, you know, how everything worked, how our brands were playing. And there's a very famous bar in New York um, called the Dead Rabbit, as many people know. And I showed up there and this guy came up to me. Um, he didn't know I was from Pernod Ricard. And he said, can I, I want to, I want you to try this really cool drink. And I'm like, okay, sure. He goes, do you like bananas? I was like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so the guy comes back to the table and they take Jameson and soak bananas in it for two weeks. Then oh, they wow. take the bananas out, flambe them as a dessert and then give you that banana-soaked rich Jameson, OMG, what an <laughs> incredible experience. I just, I had to share that, Chris. <laughs> that is awesome. Love that. It, well, when things settle, I have to get up there and go try that. Uh, no doubt about it. That's what's so great about the distilled spirits categories is there's so much creativity and there's so much you can do with different kinds of cocktails and so forth. So, Anne, how have you, you know, you probably had three months under your belt when the pandemic hit. I mean, how have you uh, navigated settling into your CEO role, uh, albeit uh, being uh, virtual in large part? Uh, That must have brought some challenging uh, challenges as well, right? It really has. And, you know, thankfully, again, I had that first three months. So I had an ability to connect, travel the world, meet a lot of people within Pernod Ricard. So when we went virtual, at least I had a relationship set up. So that really, really helped. Um, However, it doesn't take away from the fact that this is hard. And in the beginning, it was all around people's physical safety, right? And that's, I was worried about their physical safety, people on our plants, people on distilleries, you know, people working virtually. Now my focus is also, in addition to physical safety, mental health. And it's something we don't like to talk about because it's got some stigma to it because it's not about mental illness. It's about mental health. We work out to keep our bodies in shape. We got to start thinking about the same thing about our minds and our spirits. And so you know, I, we've worked as a leadership team to really think about that for our people, you know, helping people to actually take time off. I mean, it's harder to work on a computer than it is, you know, face to face. People have little children that they're trying to educate at the same time as work. I mean, this is stress at its highest level. So now we've we focused a lot of our programs, how we think about employees, how they're managing their work. And we think about mental health as well. 
Absolutely, because just the stresses on it, uh, particularly for many that are working from home, it's hard to kind of separate, right? It's hard to pull off the work while you transition to help the kiddos with school or whatnot. So uh, good good, good for you. Uh, and, and mental health is a, a big component to it. And uh, uh, great on you for helping to navigate and lead that uh, with the Pernod Ricard employees as well. So and on behalf of the Distilled Spirits Council, uh, a, a great thank you. Now, we've just got a couple of fun questions. If you okay. could be no COVID, no pandemic, you could be anywhere in the world uh, to have one of your favorite cocktails, where would that be? Uh, and what Pernod Ricard cocktail would you, would you uh, like to have at that time? You know, um Right now, what I would love to do, um, I love Bali. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Um, it's so serene. It's so beautiful. And to kick back um, overlooking that beautiful ocean with a glass of Lillet, like in the middle of the afternoon, refreshing. Um, bad. I'm in it. I'm in the moment. I'm telling you. That's, oh, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It'll come. And is there anybody you'd want to have a cocktail with? Anybody famous, dead or alive, some historical figure? Is there is there one person where you'd love to have a cocktail with? You know, I can I can tell you. Oh, there's like thousands. Like everyone from like you know Leonardo da Vinci to Golda Meir to Cleopatra, all for different <laughs> reasons. But if there was one person, um, I talked about her a little bit before. I would love to have a drink with my mom. I lost her when I was 14 and to be able to sit in that Bali place, drinking some, if my mom was there, I would just love to talk to her about life. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, I no doubt your mama's uh, looking after you and helping you kind of navigate the challenges ahead. And, uh, and on behalf of the Distilled Spirits Council, a great thank you. I toast uh, Jameson's Irish whiskey and uh, thank you for your leadership. Uh, uh, we look forward to working with you and supporting your efforts. And uh, a, a great thank you to everything that Pernod Ricard does and supported Discus and our mission and the high standards of responsibility and the narrative that you all try to drive to make the world a better place. So, oh, Chris, thank you. And thank you for your leadership. Thank you for everything you guys are doing. Happy holidays and stay safe. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Cheers. Cheers. The Spirited Advocate podcast was brought to you by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States. If you'd like to be a guest speaker on the show or send us topic suggestions to cover, please contact us at podcast at distilledspirits.org. And please like and share these episodes. Your support is very appreciated.